sometimes when we talk to investors, they, they can often miss the mark by overlooking the end user experience. They want to just talk numbers. And that, that tends to be sometimes when they go straight in, we have a conversation, they want to know the property prices, they want to know the cost per square foot. They really need to flip it on its head and understand that the, the ultimate customer in all of this is the resident. Hello to everyone watching and welcome to the Investment Insights podcast with Select Property. I'm Amber Fur, and I'm super excited to be here today with our business development manager and my friend, Kim Jackson. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. So thank you so much for chatting with me today. No, no problem. Um, we're going to have a bit of a conversation around the rental model and how that has shifted over recent years to become a lot more resident centric. Okay. As opposed to landlord driven. Okay. So first question then, you know, renters who are now paying a premium to live in these build-to-rent developments, how can developers stand out in these markets to make sure that they really are being resident-centric? What does that term really mean? I mean, that's a, it's a good start to all of this. Um, resident-centric means that you're going way beyond the means of just providing a, uh, a convenient place to live. So um, we've had that day old um, conversation about landlord approach, um, uh, finding a space in the city conveniently located to some amenity space within the city. And it sort of ticks a box. But the attitude for a resident now is so much more, um, what value are they getting from their spaces? We really need to start thinking about how we can cater to their transient desires, their attitudes, their um, you know their, their ever-changing shifts about what they want from their home. It's no longer the archaic approach of landlord meets a uh, resident and they pay rent and move on before they buy their first home. It's more now uh, a, a real shift of attitude in terms of like what value are they getting and okay. and what can developers do to kind of like keep that momentum okay yeah great and i think it's often so overlooked you know that end user experience yeah it's often really overlooked by the investor who might initially think that they want somewhere you know with the lowest capital entry point yeah so why is the end user experience actually the most important factor to investors as well i mean Sometimes when we talk to investors, it's they, they can often miss the mark by overlooking the end user experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, w you know, they want to just talk numbers. And that, that tends to be sometimes when they go straight in, we have a conversation, they want to know the property prices, they want to know the cost per square foot. Um, they really need to flip it on its head and understand that the, the ultimate customer in all of this is the resident. Yeah. You know, they're picking up the tab. And um, so when we think, okay, right, well, this development is completed and the resident's in there, how are we as the developer or the management company going to keep that resident in that place? Yeah. And, you know, by creating highly sought after spaces that brings value to the residents, in turn, what that reflects in as um, for the investor and then what that means for, for their purchase is that, um, how they hold that the spaces that we are creating hold value, um, higher retention rates, lower turnover, a higher consistent trend of of uh, yield that comes from from the property, and uh, an an upwards just a um, 
you know, it translates to a higher demand and higher occupancy to to the development. Um, you know, residents just want to, um, residents want a good place to live. And, and I think what we really need to um, remind ourselves is when, when we're talking about the resident being prime focus, it's not just a, a feel good ph uh, philanthropy move. It's a, a smart business decision to start thinking about how this is managed once it's completed. Okay. Rather than talking about numbers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think, you know, everything that feeds in and creates that resident experience, we talk about things like, of course, amenity, location, yeah. which of course then creates community. But how important is building management? As you said, you know, when that development completes, it's yeah. all very well having the best amenities on the market. Mm. But how important is building management to really activate those communities and in turn drive that bottom line for investors? I mean, I mean, you cannot you can look around like anyone who's who's built uh, purchased in London can tell you like service charge scares the hell out of them yeah. because they think like that's a management company that's come in and they're trying to make a profit out of me. Like, but, you know, they've got their own margins they need to make. Right. So um, a successful third party management is scarce. And that further emphasizes the sort of what we bring to the table in terms of developing and managing our own brands. So it's like um, when when we when we employ the people to uh, work in these spaces, they all embody the brands that we have created. Yeah. So the uh, the brands of the um, uh, of the of the residential places, the people that work within them, they completely understand the ethos. They completely yeah. understand that experience that they need to be driving. And that all translates to that resident staying that a little bit longer. It stays, you know, they're living in those homes because that's a, it's a great place for them to live. Um, um, there's not a high turnover of staff or, um, it, the, you know, the resident doesn't feel like they have to kind of explain to the concierge that, you know, a new face at the concierge every other month because, you know, such and such is like not quite right or anything like that. There's, there is a relationship there right from the ground level with the resident and the people that work within the developments, um, not just us selling that and moving on to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as the developer, you're right, we sort of have a vested long-term interest in the, the long-term success of every development and every brand that we create. Yeah. And I think it's like any brand, isn't it? If you have, if your staff aren't fully living the brand and don't, and aren't value driven yeah. and kind of aligned and reaching one sort of mission, then of course the touch points are gonna be inconsistent for the customer and it's exactly yeah. the same with a branded residence. Yeah, so exactly. So how do branded residences then sort of enhance that resident experience? What does a branded resident mean? I mean, sorry, a branded residence mean? <laughs> so, I mean, what is a branded residence? It's, it is, it is such a, a, a key points and what is going to make a successful development in the future it's literally the roadmap to residential living in the city um and it, when when we think about brands we, we anything we do in our life and our day-to-day -day life is associated with a brand from you know wh what the hotels we stay in you know you have a when you walk into a hotel like the hilton or the mandarin oriental you have a a, a sort of standard of expectation mm -hmm. and of uh, an affiliation with it um 
uh, you know, right down to what we put on our face in terms of face creams and stuff. We know what works for us. Yeah. And we're loyal. You know, we are quite loyal to the brands that work for us. Yeah. So why is that not in the residential market? And um, w that's that's literally what we're doing with the branded residences that we create. We are creating a familiarity. We are creating a, a beacon of uh, of expectation. Yeah. So as we expand into other cities, people see our brands, and there's a um, a, a, a feeling of um, association with yeah. us. They know exactly what to expect. And it also instills confidence in the investor as well. They have an expectation then yeah. about how that brand is, uh, is run and, and created. They know, uh, they know solidly the results that are gonna come from that particular brand and what kind of market that's completely catering towards. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, you know, it, it works both ways. It's, it's not just resident affiliation or association, it's also instilling confidence into the investors who are purchasing within them. Yeah, it's essentially a promise, isn't it? From, yes. from the brand to the consumer of this is what we'll deliver. Yeah, that's yeah. a really, yeah. I mean, it is a promise, but it, we, we've vested our own, uh, we're so invested into the success of these brands as well. They're not just standalone. They're not just yeah. um, going to be, um, ma you know, managed and, and, you know, we hold our hands up and go, well, you know, the market shifted. We didn't expect that. We are, uh, these brands are going to cater and evolve consistently yeah. to create that, um, you know, performance for that attitude of resident at that time. Um, and, and, you know, that that's what our, our investors love about it. It's hassle-free. They don't have to worry about um, their, their, their assets not looking attractive in the future. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think that is definitely another kind of value of being the developer, of, you know, being at the very heart of that brand yeah. is that kind of long-term investment into it. And it's so important that all brands and companies evolve and move with the times yeah. and I guess future-proof the client's investment as well. Yeah. In this market then, mm. what are some of the common objections that you've had from investors about investing into the UK property market this year? I think something that comes up with like what I sort of alluded to earlier, we, especially with more like more seasoned investors, they tend to have a, an existing portfolio of property in the, in the likes of London or overseas and um, they're um, they're, they're kind of like, they're performing, you know, well consistently, but um, they're not really getting the, the best out of their, of their uh, things. And, and that can really come down to um, like things like service charges. That tends okay. to be a massive one. Like, you know, service charges in, in a lot of cases can triple in developments because management comes in, they really kind of calculate the, the value of what it is to take kind of like to bring this development up to speed and, yeah. and up to the value of what it should be. And then um, the, the you know the bill goes to the investor, and then everyone's losing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that tends to be a big one that we kind of face with service charges. Is okay. that um, how are we going to deliver our brand on the service charges that we that the the investor needs to take on? Okay. Um, and yeah, I think that it, it all kind of like comes down to managing them ourselves internally um continuously evolving we, we are, the alignment of our development and management is so transparent mm. and um the the roadmap that we've created for that brand is is um 
we're, we're vested into it. Yeah. So um, we've got as much of an interest to make it work as you do. We're not yeah. just going to employ third parties and, and sort of say, you know, deal with it. We've delivered it. We're moving on. It's um, it's continuously evolving relationship for all, for all parties involved. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it can give investors a lot of confidence, you know, choosing a developer that has a proven track record, going yeah. to visit these completed developments and mm. really understanding a brand. Yeah. I think, you know, walking around Affinity Living developments, I really do think that you get a sense that it is happening for real yeah. and that these communities are living living in the yeah. spaces and it's so nice to see because I think as a developer obviously you know we have that control of shaping and building and even down to the floor and the fabric and the amenity space like all of the details are so important to providing that end experience aren't they for the for the resident absolutely yeah and it, it's it's um we so so welcome when people say oh i'll come up to see the site it's like absolutely 100 yeah. percent couldn't agree more the right decision yeah because you're not just taking them to bricks and mortar you're taking yeah. them to a proven uh model that is going to like they can literally see their investment breathing and seeing these spaces come to life and uh you know the people who run them are the people we've employed it all marries up to so much assurance for the investor that we you know our, our investor relations team are always busy because they're taking people around the site they're showing them our completed stuff yeah um and yeah it, it it's just the cherry on top for a lot of investors who just kind of need to see the visuals for themselves. It works so well. Absolutely, because it is tough off plan. You know, yeah. to invest all of your money into something that hasn't come out of the ground yet yeah. is quite a scary concept, isn't it? And I think, you know, that really emphasizes the value of visiting, like you said, yeah. a completed development with people living there. You know, they've had previous experiences and then they kind of go, off plan seems too good to be true. Yeah. Like, um, and that that's why we have such a transparent relationship yeah. with the with um, from start to finish. It's it's we aren't just developing it, we aren't just selling it, we aren't just managing it. We're all three. We're mm. all of the end end solution. And in in when it comes to wanting to sell it, we we can do that too. Yeah. Um. It's it is a, it is a massive peace of mind for a lot of our investors who are new, time poor, overseas, um, lazy. Yeah things like that yeah you know <laughs> as so. I would be <laughs> yeah. yeah okay absolutely amazing and just to finish off then because I think you know there are some first-time investors that might be watching this yeah as a business development manager when you first speak to a first-time investor what tips would you give them and what is the sort of process so say if you know I just called you today and I said I've got x amount of budget yeah I'm looking to invest you know what how does it work in terms of payment plan or down payments and take me through the process as a first-time investor yeah I mean you've literally just done what a lot of first-time investors will come and do they go okay I'm really new to this what money do I need? What What's the payment plan? What's the terms? What, you know, what, how much are you going to charge me for such and such? And it's yeah. like, like, work. So, you know, take a yeah. step back. And like, um, if I could offer like my tips, it'd be, um, do your due diligence. I'm there to support you in that role as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not just going to send you away with a brochure and tell you, you know, call me when you're ready. Um, do you do the diligence on the market that you want to invest into? Um, really, focus on the developer focus on who they're using who their partners are what their track record is if 
um, I think, you know, the, the first time investors, they will tend to cast a very wide net and then they get hounded by every agent and property developer in, in the world just trying to, you know, sell them something. Yeah. Um, and then they get kind of scared off. I think the important thing is, is that do your research. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And, uh, and, and yeah, essentially just ask all the questions. There are no stupid questions. And and the right people you're working with will answer that in 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 ways that you know will you know assure you of um, you know satisfying those questions. Okay, it's uh, definitely the sort of things I would sort of start off with. Okay, yeah. and if that individual had decided to go ahead or they wanted to find out more and they were interested and they understood the brands, yeah, what is the process, the investment process from, you know, yes, I want to buy in this development. I mean, so, I mean, once they've narrowed down onto something that they're really happy and yeah. then that in theory, everything like works great, um, then that would be a case of reserving the property off of the market. And then we have a in-house investor services team that can take them through those no, that initial exchange process. So, okay. And uh, there's always yeah. a, a kind of payment plan available, isn't there? Between With them being off plan, it will be, you know, X down payment and the rest on completion, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's super flexible. Yeah. It's it's um, in line with a, like a loan to value kind of uh, okay. relationship with. So a lot of our investors use mortgages, okay. uh, buy to lets, uh, personal mortgages. Um, so they're, you know, the deposit they're putting down, they don't have to pay anything else un until completion and they can just sort of apply a mortgage against the, the remaining balance. Okay. So, um, yeah, they can, they're, they're, there's always a payment plan, uh, available that, that can work quite flexibly to financial goals and, and limitations. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and then, sorry, so you were saying that the investor services team would then, they can sort of provide those mortgage recommendation partners, can't they? And oh yeah. 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 We have, we have a, a great panel of solicitors that yeah. we can recommend who are really fluent with the developments or, or the city. And, um, when, you know, they, they can work really well with you, especially again, if you are time poor or your first time or you know, things like that. Um, we, we're there every step of the way. We're not once, I mean, let's, you know, I'm not going to just say, well, you know, thanks for the reservation form. This is, you know, such and such, they're going to make you pay for it now. Yeah. Um, I'm there to continue as your, your point of contact throughout yeah. the whole cycle. And I'm, and I'm always in the inbox trying to send, you know, construction updates and, yeah. Things that I think, you know, that can always just like really layer, you know, meat on the bones for you to get an understanding yeah. and get you excited for something, you know, that is a really great choice. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's essentially, it's, it just doesn't stop there. The whole relationship is from, you know, right and from picking the property, right to completion, right to exiting onwards or yeah. getting your resident in. We can, we, we do all of that. And in you, the face on the other end of the phone in select stays the same. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I can see that sort of end-to-end -end process will be really appealing for a lot of investors. Yeah, um, you're not just being passed pillar to post with, yeah. oh, well, we recommend such and such and this such a place and, yeah. um, oh, they're on holiday. It's, you know, we're all in the same boat. We all talk in the office, so yeah. we're all there. Amazing. So, Kim, thank you so much. That's been such an interesting conversation. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Hope it was yeah, useful. Absolutely. I think that would have definitely proven useful for so many investors watching. Um, and to those of you watching, please subscribe on your platform of choice. We're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google. And Kim's on LinkedIn. And Kim is always on LinkedIn. <laughs>